0: Welcome back to Sister Combo. I am your host, Joanna. I am solo to this week, and let's see how it goes, because I am emotional as hell. So let's get into the what the fuck of the week. So my what the fuck of the week is feeling emotional and not exactly knowing where it stems from. Just being kind of moody and ugh, and not wanting to, like feeling great one day, and then a couple of hours later just being like depression city, and wanting to just be in your bed, and like drink hot cocoa, and watch Grey's Anatomy, and trying to pull myself out of that depression, and then realizing that your anxiety is through the fucking roof when it shouldn't be and you're worried about this guy that hasn't texted you back but for the past couple of months you haven't cared if he texts you back but out of nowhere you give a fuck and i am not the person to give a fuck and then you're like wait a minute Um, he, his little pending thing on Snapchat is gray. Why is it gray? Googling, why is it gray? And realizing that he probably just deleted the app because you gave him your number and stressed out about it because you're like, oh my God, what if he doesn't like me anymore? Which normal Joanna wouldn't care because they're more efficiency and we're not invested. Anyways, that's my what the fuck of the week. Feeling emotional AF and trying to pull yourself out of it. This episode was initially going to be me going back into my Facebook page and reading old messages and statuses that I had and reflecting on them. And then, whoop-dee-doodle-doo, I got even more emotional. Like, 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 watching all of my old videos and looking at people from my past life, Because I've had, like, three lives at this point. Maybe four. Um, Comment and like and, and all the things. And I'm like, wow, like, those people aren't in my life anymore. And it makes me so sad. Like, I remember how important those people were to me. And I never thought that, like, we would not talk anymore or we would drift apart. And honestly, those times are kind of capsulated into my memory as this feeling. And when I look at these pictures and these statuses and people commenting, and I'm like, I wish that we were close. And then it kind of made me realize that I hold a lot of value in my friendships, which I know. I knew this. And I still don't feel like I've actually found my tribe in LA. I do feel like I'm getting closer, but sometimes... It just feels hard and lonely, but when looking back on my past lives and seeing all these things, I'm just like, wow, what would have happened if I stayed, and I don't know, but let's go ahead and read some of the ones that I did screenshot before becoming an emotional ass bitch, okay? Alrighty, so we're going to start in 2014, September 23rd. I know I have seven months until I'm out and out of school. I have been since, I, if you haven't realized by now, your girl cannot spell and 2014 Joanna definitely couldn't spell. So it says, I know I have seven months until I'm out of school. I have been saying, saying since eighth grade. I can't wait to leave high school behind. I have a bittersweet feeling now. I feel like I have just made some great new friends that are just amazing people. I love my cheer team. I'm going I'm going to be so sad leaving my friends who are my support system behind. It just it just kinda makes me want to freeze time for a while. Y'all, I still sort of feel that way, I'm not gonna lie. Because I do remember during cheer, I remember trying so hard to get into cheer. Me and Emily would stay up until like 9, 10 o'clock at night, helping me practice my practice cheer. And I remember the first time I tried out. I remember the first time I tried out, I didn't make it. And I walked home, and I cried. Me and my friend um, tried out together, and neither of us made it. She was okay with it. I think she was just trying out because, like, I wanted to try out. But, yeah, I didn't make it. And then I remember training and working really hard to make it the next year, and I made it. Um, And I also remember not realizing that I had anxiety, um, at this time my senior year I made it and senior, yeah basically my sophomore sophomore slash senior I made it and I remember not realizing that I had anxiety and what that actually meant but I had I wanted so desperately to fit in and to be close with these girls but it was hard for me because I felt kind of awkward and didn't know how to talk to them and I wanted them to like me but I didn't want to say the wrong thing just in my head about a lot and I remember not getting as close as I could with a lot of the girls because of this mental block but it was still like a fun experience for me I'd always wanted to be in cheer and I can still remember some of those cheers to this day like I think one was or our um I didn't know that we had like a high school song and I just thought it's so fun and um the year before that I did Dutch dance and Dutch dance was so fun for me I felt so in my element and with all of my friends and with my partner Todd oh my god Todd I miss him so much like we had so much fun and like that is what I remember about a lot of high schools, just having a lot of fun with great people and like also like struggling with depression and anxiety and not knowing I had depression and anxiety. Um, so just having these like really sad spells and really anxious spells and not knowing how to handle it and taking it out on people in my life. And high school was a lot of fun, but I was also dealing with a lot emotionally that I kind of suppressed and put to the back of my mind and i did feel like i relied heavily on people to make me feel better versus trying to focus on like myself and how to how to cope i did do a lot of that like i spent a lot of time by myself reflecting and trying to like be that person for me but i think at heart i am an extrovert and i want to be around people and i want to i want to you know be that person but it's so hard for me sometimes all right the next one is winter is not my season I ain't getting cute for no one you got a problem with my leggings t-shirt and jeans okay I really ain't got the time for the pit for time or the patience for this y'all lucky I even leave my room let alone my house when it's fifth when it's 50 degrees or higher um when it's 50 degrees or higher call me until then bye hashtag over it <laughs> this is still true this is 2015 uh, february 18. still true um i still don't like the cold and i'd rather it be a beautiful 75 degrees all the time with a little bit of wind and blue skies um, but for the california people that listen yes you definitely do um if you don't want to wear snow pants and you're still trying to be somewhat cute and somewhat figurable i used to wear uh, leggings under my jeans and then we'd like do like two or three pairs of socks with my boots with a like undershirt an overshirt, a sweater and a coat and um sometimes we wear gloves sometimes we wouldn't but this is still true i still hate being cold Um, another one is, why do you guys always think everything is fine? They buy you stuff. Like, no, still don't like you. (laughs) I don't know what that was about. (laughs) Um, okay, this one is from 2014, October 11th. The thing that makes me cry the most is not, is me not getting into Central Michigan University knowing the fact that you can't, that you can't say I'm not motivated. We're not going to cry. Y'all, I'm so emotional. Like, um, so I went to an alternative school where, like, we learned a different way, and we were doing trial and error in our school system, so a lot of us didn't get the grades that we would have if we went to a traditional school, but, of course, that doesn't technically matter, um so the grade I didn't get the grades that I feel like I would have if I would have went to a straight school thus when I went to apply for colleges I think I got into community I didn't get into any college that I wanted um I got into community college and at that time in my life community college was ever was not where I wanted to go I wanted to move away from my hometown so bad I to go to college. And I wanted to have the college experience. And um, I was in a, a program called Upward Bound. And we had traveled around Michigan to kind of like experience college because we were all first generation students. Like my mom didn't go to college, my dad is relevant. Um, so, like, they didn't know how to help us navigate through these. Like new avenues, um, like what is FAFSA? How do we get money to pay for college? What college do you want to go to? What do we need to know to get into college? So, we went to Western. We went to Western, Eastern, Aquinas, and Central Michigan University. We went to Indiana. Needs um Indiana's Indiana. Indiana University, Wisconsin, Chicago, University of Chicago downtown. And when we went to Central Michigan, I fell in love with the campus, with the city. Um, it's in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. I was so excited to go there. I was so like this is where I wanna go. It was a business school, and at the time my major I was going was gonna go for business and fashion design. And I was so excited, and I remember the day that I got the letter, and I had gotten so many rejection letters. And I was like, Okay, this is fine, it's fine. This is not the one I wanna go to anyway, it's not the one I wanna go to anyways. And I got the letter, and I just sat in, like, an empty conference room at my school and cried. And my teacher just, she knew that it kind of, like, crushed my world. And me being the dramatic person that I am, Thought it was all downhill from here, um, and that they were like community college is still there. Like you can go to community college, you go your grades up, and then transfer. But honestly, like my college adventure kind of just died right there. Um, yeah, I went to community college for a year and a half. I did I did okay, but. The momentum wasn't there. I didn't want to be there. I tried to make the best of it and commute from home, but honestly, I was just living in a toxic environment and it wasn't helping me thrive at all. Um, I was more excited to leave than to actually go to college. And I guess in a way, like looking back on it, I'm sad because that's, that's something that I really, really wanted. And it hurts the fact that I didn't get it and that I, I blame myself for not applying myself enough in order to get there. But on another hand, I'm glad that I am not in a tremendous amount of debt to get a piece of paper and um, I have had experiences that I probably wouldn't have had if I would have went to college that I'm grateful for but it also kind of anyways <laughs> um, next one because that wasn't supposed to be emotional Um, it says June 18th, 2018. God, just thinking about last year and the past, in the past, missing it. The hurt is still there and the fact that you will never hold me like you once did and make it feel like everything is okay. I guess we will always have my granny's porch in that last kiss. Whew. So, um, remember those lives I was talking about. So, I used to go to Chicago every summer and visit my grandmother. And one summer, I was, I believe I was in like probably like sixth or seventh grade, and I met this boy. And he was spitting with me. I was not into him at all. I was like, no, you're not my type. Like, nah, I'm good. And he chased me down and wore me down all summer. And then I was like, okay, fine. So we started, quote unquote, going together, whatever that means when you're in the sixth and seventh grade. And he was this quirky little lanky boy. And like, I was like, I would cuss. I'd be like, what the fuck? And he's like, why are you cussing like that? And then he would always translate, like, what I say. Like, I would say, um, like, ass. And he'd be like, dog and he'd be like shit he'd be like poop and like I thought it was really annoying and adorable at the time and he lived right down the street and like he would wait for me to come every summer and we'd hang out or we'd talk on the phone and at this time like phone like I didn't have a cell phone like I barely had a cell phone we would like text and like call each other when I was back in Michigan and when I'd come we'd hang out and he would just knock on my granny's door and be like is Joanna here? Can you tell her that I saw by? And my granny'd be like, "That boy from down the street was looking for you, and was wondering if you were here." And is, and I remember the last time before the last time I went to spent the summer in Chicago before I started, um, before I started Upper Bound, because you had to spend summers over in Upper Bound. (laughs) We had never kissed. We had never done anything intimate. And I was like, okay, I'll him, I'm going to let him kiss me. <laughs> and we were on my grandma's porch, like, holding hands and being all cutesy. And he kissed me. And it just, it kind of felt right, but it also felt like long overdue. And that was the last summer that I, that I saw him. And he would eventually would occasionally reach out to me. And there was some drama that happened with him and this white girl having a baby. And, like, we, we had still had, like, unspoken feelings for each other. And it was just kind of, like, a shock. And then when I finally got in contact with him, after, like, years, he was this completely different person. He was this Chicago trap boy who would, like could barely understand what the fuck he was saying. Like he'd be like, oh yeah, and like these dudes and da 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 da, and bam. I'm like, what the fuck is the And the bam? like, what is that? Who are you? You're not this dude. What happened to my sweet boy that like Chicago has corrupted you and turned you into this thing that I don't know? And that was definitely what that post was about. <laughs> Because Granny's porch, I'm very specific. Um, all right, next one. So the original post was um, 2014 June 14th. So Valentine's Day. No, just kidding. June 14th. <laughs> I'm so. I'm so hard on myself because I want. I want out. I'm out of the struggle. Out of the fast food, out of the fast food of public transportation, out of depending on other people. Stress, stress less night. Um, and then I come in, in 2016, says, wow, looking at this is crazy, I've come so far and have so far to go. So it's funny, 2016, I've still come farther than that. So I grew up without a car. My mom didn't drive we walked everywhere took the bus or relied on other people for rides and the moment um like I nobody would teach me how to drive my mom's friend started to teach me and then like when we Emily got a car when she was 16 and she started teaching me how to drive with her second car um and like whenever we would we would go up to like Ferris State University to one of our mutual friends, and like, once we got on the highway, like, I would drive there, she would drive back, or vice versa, and that helped me learn how to drive, and then later, I think in 2016, I got my license, Emily let me borrow her car to take the test, and I passed, and that was a big milestone for me, because I could, it was almost like getting freedom. Not having to depend on anybody and to being able to leave and be free. And if I needed to like drive around and clear my head or just overall just kind of be free. Like I said, be free. Because I do feel like living in my mom's house was really toxic for me. And just our overall relationship around this time wasn't the best um yeah and that's <laughs> coming really far and being broken not just a lot just just a lot of things that I can even coming to LA and like still like being dirt <laughs> dirt broke not even having <laughs> enough money for food oh my god not having like, a, like somewhere like my boss would ask me like hey um like do you need food and I'd be like no I'm good <laughs> because I'm like y'all like pride is a bitch like I didn't I never wanted anybody to be like oh like she got where she is because of me and like I was the one who helped her get food and she didn't have any food to eat and it's just fucking crazy. Like, it's crazy that I don't have to worry about that now. Like, I'm slowly climbing the ladder and making myself stable. And if something fucked up were to happen, like, I still am able to, you know, carry myself and be fine. And that is something that... Oof, sorry. That's something that I cherish and I'm so grateful for. So grateful for that. Oh shit! I'm so grateful for that because y'all you know, like the struggle is fucking real. Um, yeah, I can say that. I have my own room. I have a car. I have a steady job, and if I need to pack up and move again, I can. I just am not ready for that right now. It's kind of crazy. And then, last but not least, is, of course, an Ariana Grande gift, and it says, growing up shy, when you're with your friends and their their other (laughs) friends come, so you just sit there like, hmm, okay, (laughs) and it's like her just sitting there smiling, like, hmm. So, this, I wanted to end on this because, one, um... Ariana, I do say Ariana Grande saved my life a lot because it's I sunk into such a deep depression, and as you know, like I cut um, and did like a lot of self harm, and there are just some I have a dark past somewhat, and being able to resonate and have being able to resonate and have some light in your life, someone that you can look to and be like, they make me happy and what they're doing makes me happy is all that I ever wanted and since I couldn't really count on a lot of people in my life to do that for me, to be that light and to project onto that at such a young age. She has always been that for me. And I'm pretty sure there's so many people out there that she's done the same thing. Like If I'm having a shitty day and I just need a pick-me-up, I will watch Ariana Grande videos or interviews or just put on a playlist of just her songs, and it's just like night and day. She makes me feel accepted and loved and wanted, and those are things that I have had trouble feeling in my life. It's hard for me to believe that I'm wanted. It's hard for me to believe that I'm accepted. It's hard. Sorry if you can hear my roommates talking in the background, but it's I have such a fucked up mind in that way that I really do wish that I could like be this confident, off the wall bitch all the time, but I'm not. Like they always say, "If they get to you, make it," and I try, but. It's fucking hard, man. It's hard. Oh, my God. I'm definitely not editing this. I'm just going to put it up. <laughs> I can't. I can't edit it. I really can't. I'm just going to put it up. So, um, all the flaws and all the little faux pas, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to end on. Uh, some consistent things that I've loved and have always been there for me throughout my years is Ariana Grande. I still am obsessed with Diggy Simmons. Um, I love, like, getting all, like, cute and dressed up and feeling confident and proud. Um, I still love early mornings. I love early morning sunshine. Um, yeah. So, I don't know really what this episode was supposed to be. (laughs) Um, I hope you guys enjoyed getting to know me a little bit more. And let's end on a good note. So... A shining light for this week was determination. Determination and setting goals. I'm super excited for my birthday week and to just have fun and to spoil myself and just be the queen bee that I want to be. And I'm finally going to get my hair done. So uh, I'm going to try and post some Instagram pictures. So... Yeah, if you're into that bad bitch content that I used to post, please go follow me on Joanna Denise at, um, Juana Denise on Instagram, and, uh, I probably won't be posting on my YouTube, but if you want to check out my old videos, they're still up, it's Joanna Denise on there as well, um, as always, I'll see y'all in my next video, or you'll listen to me my next podcast next week, Tuesday, love you, and have a great Monday night, Monday night. <laughs>